It's been a while, but welcome back to Kind of Funny's Pixar in Review. That's right. We are ranking, reviewing, and recapping every single Pixar movie. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great afternoon, everybody. It's Christmas in March, Joey Noel. I know that I've done, at this point, like hundreds of shows probably, but Kevin was so casual about asking if we were ready to start. And I feel like he didn't ask us if we were ready to rock and roll, that yeah. I was totally taken back <laughs> by don't... Tim talking. And I was like, not paying start attention. Start the show over. Start the show over. Yeah, the energy is <laughs> just simply to Kevin. Roll the, roll the intro again, please, please. I don't think it works. It's going to. And also joining us is the big dog, Kevin Coelho. Bring the energy, man. I'm sleepy, you know. You're not ready to rock and roll, Kev? I don't got it today. <laughs> he doesn't got it. Kevin, Kevin cut his hair and it's like it's like Samson. Where he, just can't, he can't push the things down anymore. They just stay up. And rounding out the group. He, he gets his hair cut and yeah. then he pulls down the things. Remember? Because so a little grows the back. Things? Yeah, I, can, I mean, back. I can knock a building down or two. That, but I mean, thematically, where does it, where does it grow back, Kevin? What part of his body? His head. Welcome, welcome to this movie. Wait, what? <laughs> what are we, talking about? <laughs> we are talking about <laughs> Turning Red, the 25th Pixar movie. Of course, this is kind of funny. It's in review where every single week we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. Uh, we've been doing a whole bunch of really cool stuff. We just finished up Planet of the Apes. We went back to the Batman in review. And a little tease at what's to come. Next week, we're going to be doing Peacemaker in review, returning to DCEU over there. And then the week after that, we're going back to Marvel Studios, MCU in review. A uh, fun thing happened where leading into Shang-Chi, we rewatched Iron Man 3. And when we did that, I realized they had uploaded the Marvel one-shot to Disney Plus um, of the the Mandarin. Remember him being in jail and all oh, that yeah. stuff? There was like yeah, a 15-minute video. Marvel, in the last month or two, actually went back to Disney Plus and made an entire playlist of all the previously released one-shots. So they're all finally in one place for the first time. So what we're going to do is watch through all of those. We're not going to rank, or not, yeah, we're not going to rank them, but we'll just discuss all the the different ones. There's about 10 or so of them, all about 10 minutes. So it's going to be a fun time. We're going to do that. And also that will be the episode that we update the ranking officially with Greg's Eternals ranking. Um, And then, of course, the fun doesn't stop there because the week after that, Morbius, baby. It's finally happening. Oh, and that is where Greg will Kevin's also update his Venom mm. 2 review. Oh, it's exciting. Right. So exciting. Thrilling stuff for everybody. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. Of course, you can get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. You could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny <laughs> in review. And we'll be right there for you. Nick, that was like the most perfect fucking slurp Nick sound. just slurping in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So good. You know, what, you know what's hilarious, guys? Let me stop you right here. I saw no. Andy start laughing and I was like, I don't know what I just did. But I know, <laughs> I know that laugh is, is, is directed toward me. Yeah. We're having fun here today, and I can feel it, and I'm already enjoying it. Um, I don't remember where I was in the rigmarole, but I do need to talk about patreon.com slash kind of funny, where you can go to get the show ad-free, where you can watch live and be a Patreon producer, just like Molecule, Gordon Maguire, Fargo Brady, and 
Cranksy. Um, so today we're off to you by Upstart Express VP and Chime and Babble, but I'll talk about that later because I want to get into it. Turning Red, it has a runtime of one hour and 40 minutes, was released on March 11th, 2022. I'm sorry, Kevin. Exclusively on Disney Plus, Disney continues to fuck Pixar. It's fucked up. You know, it's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. That'll um, get yeah. him revved up, Tim. That'll get it. Yeah, well, let's get him all going. Uh, this is the 25th Pixar movie. Like I said earlier, it is directed by Domi Shi. This is her directorial debut and the second time ever that a woman directed a Pixar movie. The first time was, guys, Monsters mm-hmm. University. Brave. I was looking for That's Brave. I forget that brave. brave exists yeah. on a regular basis. But Joey, if you Friday, could change you your fades, would you? <laughs> <laughs> would you? Um, so what blew my mind making the, the run of show for this is I was looking up Domi trying to get a little some facts on her. Her birthday um upsets me. It's September 8th, 1987. Oh. And I'm oh, like, that was so close. That's really close to my birthday. And I'm like, holy shit. That is, oh, it's close that to is wild. Oh, no. This is where you start thinking to I yourself, could I have picked a different path in life? Could mm-hmm. I be directing Pixar movies right now? And every time I look at myself in the mirror and ask that so. question, I go, no, you can't. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, absolutely no. not. This is the best case scenario for <laughs> you. Yeah. This, this, this is, the, Tim, mm-hmm. this is this for me. <laughs> One audio listeners, he's doing this, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. Uh, so Domi is a Chinese. Audio he's doing this. <laughs> uh, she's a Chinese Canadian animator, storyboard artist, and director for Pixar since 2011. She's contributed to multiple films, including Inside Out, Incredibles 2, and Toy Story 4. Outside of her storyboard career, she directed the 2018 short film Bao, becoming the first oh. woman to direct a short film for Pixar, as well as the feature film Turning Red. Uh, Bao won an Academy Award for Best Animated Short at the uh, 91st Academy Awards and also earned a ton of other awards at the, the Annie's, the Online Cinema Awards, Tribeca, and all that. Uh, the music for this one was done by... Michael Giacchino. It was not Michael Giacchino. Uh, no. He is too he's busy right now. Player. Do you know what he's doing right now, everyone? The next Star Trek. No, he's doing Doctor Strange. Didn't he just do Batman? He, he... Michael Giacchino is busy right now working on a Marvel Studios project, not composing it. Directing, directing it, making oh, his right. world debut oh, yeah. on right. Werewolf by Night, the Halloween special coming out later this year. So oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of fun. Yeah, he is having a moment right now. So did hopefully he, that's did dope. he do the music for Batman? He did. Yeah. Oh, all right, he did. cool. All right. He does all yeah. 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 Sure uh, no, the music for this one was Ludwig Göransson, who is the the dopest dude alive. Uh, the producer for Childish Gambino, Mandalorian, um, Community, like super dope stuff, and he did this as well. And all of the boy band music was done by who, Joey? Uh, Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas. Very cool, fun stuff. Well, he was town. That's pretty cool. <laughs> My favorite line yeah. of this movie is where the grandma's like. What do they call it? Four Town. There's five of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one had a budget of $175 million. Having said all that, I want to get to our opinions. Andy Cortez, what did you think? I thought this movie was delightful. It was fun. I loved how... I love how in more recent movies, Pixar has been kind of going against the norm with their art style. Um I always think of how kind of monotonous that the Disney animated movies start to look when we talk like when we talk about character design and how they look. 
And this one uh, felt a lot different than the last couple of uh, Pixar movies that we've watched. I love the character design. I I love that the story didn't do what I was expecting in that I was expecting this to be a movie where, surprise, she's a magical red panda. We got to hide it from everybody. I thought it was going to be a Luca-type story. Um, and I really enjoyed that it was like, ah, damn, she's a red panda. We got to tell her about the whole, we got to tell her about our family's lineage. It's like, oh, cool. That's awesome. I'm glad that like this wasn't just a character trying to hide from everybody the whole movie. Um, so I enjoyed the, the adventures that her and her friends got into. I think it's just a really cool, important story about, you know, not letting your not letting your family kind of control everything. And although they can be for you in certain moments, they can be there for you. Um, don't let them be the uh, the sort of be all end all of your life. Um I, I thought it was adorable. Again, I love the art style, and um, I thought the boy band was really cool. Great music. Joey. Phineas. What a great segue <laughs> to you. <laughs> um, I had a great time. I feel like it was kind of nice to have a, like, more fun Pixar movie than we've had in a while. I don't know if it's just my rewatching or my memory of, like, I feel like we've had, like, a lot more cerebral like deeper more emotional feeling ones and this was kind of swung the other way where this one's just fun this is a joey ass movie this is a junior high girl in 2002 which is like exactly what when i was in junior high um a really fun friend group uh like that's obsessed with boy bands like i don't I, this is a, a dealing with her family and like the honor that you have for your parents and your family and what they expect you to do. It's like, Oh, this is going to be one of those Pixar movies that hits me a little bit differently. Um, but I had a really great time. I agree that it's, it was fun to see the different like family dynamics instead of like her fighting against it. Uh, but having like them all come through and support her. Cause I feel like it's always the like main character versus everyone else. And now she has this like cool family of supporting characters that are able to, support the like internal conflict with her and her mom um i thought the voice acting was fun sandra oh so good put her yeah. in everything i love her i think she is in everything actually which is great that's true <laughs> and so i just started watching shows that d watches i was like is that sandra oh where is she everywhere that's great i know um i just started watching killing eve so i'm yeah, in like a big finished. sandra oh mood yeah. these days um the music was really fun the animation is beautiful <laughs> like the panda fuzziness is like i feel like multiple times during the movie i just kept getting distracted by it because i'm like oh my gosh it's so okay for okay uh, <laughs> and joe when you uh, mention all the animation stuff like it reminds me a lot of what um but what's it called my mitchell's yeah mitchell's versus, versus the machines like just all of these sort of little weird motifs they do with people looking at the camera and uh, the way they introduce all of her friends, it just feels all very unPixar like, and I think that's fucking awesome. I love that they're yeah. kind of going against the grain of what the typical Pixar freeze framey oh, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like a, it. It just feels very unconventionally Pixar, and that's such a good thing. Yeah, I had a great time. I laughed more in this movie than I think I have in any other Pixar movie that I can remember off the top of my head. Um, so I had, I, I can't wait to watch this again. Kev. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I um, I thought that the story kept going to places where kind of I, I wasn't expecting it. Like towards the end, where we get the giant <laughs> kaiju fight, it like I did I didn't expect it to go there. I no way I would have guessed that. Also, the the them making money off of her 
being able to turn into it. Like it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, like the having the over controlling parent that like embarrassed uh, her constantly was like upsetting, you know, upsetting to watch. Like it's a little close to home, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, overall it was so much fun. I think visually, insane. Like I love the style that they did. Like there were so many times where I leaned over to Tim. And I'm like, look at the wool. Look at the wool on her like sweater. It's so fuzzy, and it just it looks so good. But like on top of the like the technical aspect of that looking good, they did a lot of really interesting things with like facial features. Where when some people were like upset, some of the their like eyebrows and stuff looked a little bit more drawn on like top, and I just thought it added so much character, and it's like I really hope that they do more with that art style because it's phenomenal. Yeah, I I do wish we were watching it with Hue lights on, but certain people were like, oh, it's distracting. <laughs> Did you also hate the uh, subtitles? subtitles? I sure did. I sure did. Uh, subtitles are the best. I can't not read them when they're up. You know, I just constantly like. I don't know. I want to look at it. It's a visual thing. Nick, what'd you think? I liked it. Um, I thought again to echo a lot of your guys' statements that I think it's beautifully made. I think the the animation styles. It's just incredible, and I'm kind of kicking myself because I had to watch it on my computer to take notes, so I might actually fire it back up on the OLED just to see what that looks like later. Um, I thought the great sense of humor, and I'm shocked that not one of you has mentioned Teen Wolf yet because this movie is smacks of Teen Wolf, which is one of my favorite coming-of-age stories from the 80s. Andy, of course, you're like, Nick, what's Teen Wolf? Are you talking about that CW or MTV drama? No. Andy, picture the hot guy. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Dylan O'Brien. Picture this. The biggest star, the, the the best looking star on the planet, right? Michael J. Fox, right? All five four of him, and he's helming this movie for the first time. Dude, and he come, and he hits puberty, height. maybe like 15, 16, can't remember, turns into a wolf. But guess what he can do when he turns into a wolf, Andy? He can play basketball. Oh. And his team goes from the worst <laughs> team to the best team because they love the wolf. But that's before <laughs> there's a moment, there's a moment where he's like, I gotta hide this from my dad. And his dad knocks on the door and goes, Son, I need you to let me in. And he goes, No, Dad, I, I'm going through it. He's like, I know what you're going through. He goes, No, I don't think you are because his, the audience thinks, Oh, he's just going through puberty, right? It's just yeah. Yeah. his body is going through changes. It, yeah. But no, he's turned into this hairy, literal, like, werewolf. Very similar, I guess. And yeah, then he right. became the wolf, huh? And then he opens the door, and his dad is a werewolf, too. <laughs> and he goes, I think we should talk. And it Whoa. turns out it's hereditary, and it skips a generation, which is why his dad didn't want to tell him that. Wait, but shut, obviously, shut up. For real, the dad is a wolf? I'm yeah. not even joking right it now. Runs the even, family. Oh, my God, I didn't I know that. I... Wait, also, Nick. You don't know that part where the dad's like, the gray, he's like gray, and he's I, like, sorry, like, son. Yeah, you know, I I've, I've, yeah, I've kind of watched the movie. I knew the dude. I knew I, I was lying, by the way, everybody. Like, I knew he played basketball. I was just kind of like entertaining Nick along the way. But your joke was good. Yes, and. Yes, and. Oh, thank you very, very much. But little did I know that the dad was actually like, no, it's hereditary. That's wild to me. You could be lying to me, and I wouldn't know it. I'd believe it. did you actually know? In the that's why in the the sequel, the, they couldn't get Michael J. Fox back for it, so they got Jason Bateman who plays his cousin and his cousin. So it's like in the bloodline, but it's weird. That's funny. I'm not kidding. Wait, it's Nick, 100%. Nick, did you actually know that Michael J. Fox is five four? Oh, I just threw that out. I assumed as much. He's really short. Oh man. I know the height of every actor out there, guys. It's my superpower and the bane of my existence. I yeah. will never forget being in the fucking Uber with Nick when he was just like, 
would not stop talking about how tall people were. Who was the the guy? It was like Tom Hanks or something. It was some random actor, and you got the Uber driver involved. How, how tall do you think Tom Hanks is? And it's like, Nick, why are you asking this Uber driver? When they're on the silver screen, everyone looks tall, but in real life, it's a different story. Um, no, I like this, and I think that I think the message is good. And it, honestly, this is one of those I had no idea what this movie was about. So I before I started this movie, I went on IMDb, and this is what I this is what the people at IMDb chose to caption this movie: "Turning Red, 2022, PG, one hour forty minutes. A thirteen-year-old girl named Malin turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited." I'm like, "Oh, that's gonna be a nice wholesome film. That's interesting." And I watched this. I was like, "Oh my god, this is actually like a really relevant commentary on like coming of age and puberty and the changes your body faces and like." how that can be you 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 know how you struggle with that and how eventually you know with your friend's acceptance like i think all that stuff was great and so when we get out of when we get to the other side of it i thought the the messages movie was really really good um and i mean i'm a sucker for boy bands so what are you gonna do yeah <laughs> amen to that yeah i i thought it was great i was very very entertained the entire time i think this is one of the more entertaining pixar movies and i like that to andy's point they're kind of doing something a little different like we haven't seen this um it almost kind of to me has uh pixar sequel energy in the sense of like let's just do something different but this yeah. is one of the first like times monsters we'd... you yeah exactly but have it with a, a new ip and i think it kind of worked for it where i think it's a little little higher quality even than than most of those are um but to echo everyone's sentiments the technical aspects of this movie like pixar have always kind of been the ones pushing everything forward but these last couple of movies are just breathtaking like, i feel like it really started with toy story 4 where we started going like Y'all, this is starting to look a little too good. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's it's so realistic. And then uh, even, what was it, Onward, um, where it was like, obviously, they're monsters. But the world felt so real because of how it looked. I like mm -hmm. that this one, elements of it look so real. Like the the wool, like uh, Kev was talking about. And I really loved the all the food in this. Like, the the reverence oh. for, for the food was so great. And that that's scene of the dad like the dad's introduction essentially where it's like super epic like close-ups you hear all the sounds of the food it's like showing all of the food like the little details like that is the type of artistic decision that i think really lends to making this one kind of stand out in in a way that if the parts that feel realistic are the culture parts whereas the rest of it is hyper stylized and i love the look of toronto having this like almost sailor moon background vibe to it mm -hmm. where it's kind of like yeah. the the watercolor skyline uh going on and i thought that was so rad and i did not expect this movie to, to make me not once but multiple times say let's fucking go because the <laughs> moment that she starts like just jumping rooftop to rooftop like turning into the the panda to kind of like for momentum back and forth yeah that stuff i was like this is so fucking awesome and i i just didn't expect to get that emotion from a pixar movie like pixar movies have made me feel so many things this one made me feel things that no other one has um having said that i don't think that it's going to be top tier for me i think this is a really good time i i don't think that uh I, i'm looking i'm looking to cry in pixar movies and this one never even got close to to making me cry and that's okay uh because this is definitely far from the bottom of my list at the at the end of the day but um super fun love the time and place like the 2002 setting boy bands any use of bootylicious i'm gonna be happy for uh the cha -cha use of cha -cha slide. Slide. <laughs> not just like to be at a party but to be at that party and go the way that it did it's like god this is just so perfectly on the nose um love the cast of characters surrounding everybody like the friends were so fun the little punk bitch tyler like oh he was great everything about like those things were cool and i just love 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 
her family, the aunts, the grandma, the mom, all of their little pins and stuff. Like when we first saw the grandma have the the green uh, bracelet, I was like, oh, we're going to fucking get some hype moments. And they delivered that. So I, can't I love wait. that uh, in the subtitles they're called aunties. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. the best. It's the best, man. Uh, so with that, Nick, let's get to the plot. Please tell us the story. Yeah, Nick, tell us the story. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the plot for Turning Red. I don't think you're ready for this jelly, Tim. I'm not <laughs> Let's ready get for started. this jelly, Nick. You're right. Uh, we get introduced to May. Number one, rule my family, honor your parents. But if you take it too far, you might forget to honor yourself, which is the theme of this movie. Uh, and then we get we meet May. And I'll be honest with you, at the beginning of this, she's annoying. She's very much she's very much one of those overachievers. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to want to stay in the pocket with this character for two hours. Uh, we meet our friends, and they're pretty cool, too. And then, of course, when the movie, as the movie progresses, uh, we meet what the, what the real story is going to be. We, we meet her mother. Uh, she's th- uh, May's 13, by the way. We meet her friends, uh, Miriam, Priya, and Abby. Uh, and they're all ready to get out there and burn this place to the ground. Um, and then we get the reaction from all of the rest of her uh, her peers and her t- teachers and all that. Like, she's pretty annoying. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, then they sneak past, which I, I put as the 7-Eleven, but I believe it's called the Daisy Mart. And they see Devin. And Devin works there. And for some reason, Devin was wearing puka shells. And now that Joey told me this movie started, it, it happened in 2002, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, and everyone's crushing on Devin, even though he's wearing one of those Gilligan's Island hats that people used to wear back in the day. I was always like, this is Bucket never hats? cool. That, that was peak were? bucket hat time. Yeah, I hate those. They're coming back. Two thousand two. I'm doing. Kevin, everything I think you should be our resident bucket hat guy. Andy, can yeah, I get Michael a second already. on that? Oh, super against it. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> has, Michael's the bucket hat man for sure. Yeah, the that's right. Hat. Uh, they're all crushing on Devin, uh, except for uh, Mailing who or May, uh, who's like, no, I don't crush on him. I crush on Four Town, a boy band. And right here, I'm like, you had my curiosity now you have my interest but uh, immediately i'm like surely they will just be a minor thing that gets you know mentioned every now and then <laughs> little did i know that they would be in the movie's sort of final moments <laughs> I, as soon as they were like oh it could be any song but your grandma just likes traditional stuff i was like oh they're definitely gonna do like the boy band <laughs> it was like mr mr gao was play- i think it was uh, uh, james hong he was like I like Tony Bennett. Like if this movie has Tony Bennett in it, for Christ's sake, yes. Now, Nick, that's incredible. What, what was your take on on James Hong? Because immediately when we heard his voice, Kevin and I were like, "Oh, Dick's, this this movie just went up the the rankings for Dick on this alone." <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's you're talking. You're an easy given ten points on top of any score we give this thing. So if this if you guys don't want this to be top ten, you got to put it at the very very bottom because. He's the fucking man. And every time I hear his voice, I love him. Um, moving along, of course, uh, they all want to go to karaoke, but May is like, I can't. I got to go home and clean the temple. And all of her friends would react like all of our friends would react if we wanted to go to karaoke. And they said they got to go home and do chores. They're like, ah, she's brainwashed. She's so beholden to her mother. Um, and she ends up leaving and going home. Uh, let's see. We get a montage. Oh, that's right. Of course, her mother is has very high expectations of her. She wants her to be uh, secretary general. Uh, they pray <laughs> to her ancestors, Sun Yi, uh, the guardians of the red pandas. And then we get a montage of uh, May and her mother cleaning the temple and doing tours and stuff, uh, which is all very red panda themed. 
Uh, I'm still like, at this point, guys, again, a young, naive Nick, I'm like, I wonder how they're going to work this red panda thing into this. Really excited to see this. (laughs) Had you watched a trailer or anything? Zero. I had zero context until Tim on Monday was like, we're watching the new Pixar movie. I was like, there's a new Pixar movie? I had no idea. I I don't think Disney's fucking Pixar, dude. Yeah. Um, Let's see. uh, Not even a bite from Kevin on that. What was what was the setup? I said again. I said Disney's fucking Pixar. Yeah, I I mean, Nick didn't even know that was a movie yet. Talk about like a marketing disaster. Jesus. uh, uh, Tim, uh, quick question: Did Luca have a theatrical release at all? Mm -mm. How is it being considered for the Oscar? But so, but it did. It probably had a couple theaters. It had one. One. It was only at the El Capitan. Is uh, Turning Red also doing that? this one's in three theaters in America. Okay, excellent. I All only right. know those specific yeah. numbers because I saw Eric Goldman tweeting about it. Mm. Excellent. Okay. Because, like, <laughs> I sense. want this to have an Oscar nom, you know? I oh, want, like, I mean, yeah, for sure. Come on. Oh, for animation alone. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. Disney's uh, tired of not winning any Oscars. They're trying to, they're trying to force it. They're not gonna. Well, it's I mean, unbelievable. They should have got an Oscar yeah. for No Way Home, but whatever. Uh, back home, Dad cooks in slow motion, no and I get hungry while Ming uh, may as When mother. we were watching it, I, like, audibly was telling everybody like the i think it's bok choy it's not lettuce but, but looked so real and pretty so that i was off. distracted for a significant amount of time like man pixar is just they really went off putting in the work they, for it. <laughs> they do at this point they're like they're basically like we could make this look however we want we can make this look photorealistic if we want we're gonna tweak it we're gonna stylize it but just know that we know that you know that we know okay <laughs> Uh, back home, dad cooks dinner while uh, May and her mother Ming uh, watch uh, an ad for Four Town on TV. Uh, later that night, May draws a picture of Devon on her math homework, and she, for the first time of her life, just develops a crush. And this is the moment, this is the pivotal moment of the film. As she draws, she goes into a frenzy, draws a flip book of them doing God knows what, but I'm sure it's uh, lurid. <laughs> uh, Dude, immediately first... though, like the, the tone of this movie, I think was already a little bit more grown up than we're used to from a Pixar movie off the bat. Like, I feel like a lot of the times they kind of eventually get to the more mature themes, but I liked that this one straight up was just like, yeah, we're kind of setting this in this era with this age group and we're going to deal with the stuff. But her drawing and then immediately like going out of the bed, I was like, "Oh wow, we're just straight up getting into this." Yeah, like, she's just going straight full on in. Yeah, this is this is this is the discovery section of this uh, this case. Um, well, and this hit so hard for me because this was like me and my friends, but it wasn't drawing; it was like fan fictiony type things oh. of the journal of the so journaling telling. secret things. So funny, That's, and it's just oh my god! I would Joey, I want you to start writing fan fiction again. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe not that i tight, was more but... of the ideation phase of things i'm not a talented writer you're like the kevin that. feige of it all yeah, yeah i was nice. like let me just throw out some ideas i would have been the one being like make him a mermaid <laughs> <laughs> the, the mermaid thing, the mermaid got me oh. so far oh god that's sorry strike that that's not that's a terrible way to put this i mean very well yeah, it made you laugh. Thank it made you laugh. That's the second laugh. time on an interview where you said that thing got me so hard. <laughs> this is gonna be a minefield. This is gonna be a minefield for me on this one, guys. Uh, Dude, this next scene, this really fucked me up. Where it was so just of course, like, her mom comes in and finds it. Right. Go ahead, Kev. Yeah, I was just gonna say this scene fucks me up so much because like there were I I think for the first. 
like 30 seconds of it. And it's not like a scene that goes longer than 45 seconds. But I was like, this is a dream. This is her like fantasizing, <laughs> fantasizing about like the worst case scenario. There's no way they're actually doing this to her. And it was it was difficult to watch. That's what so that so to Tim's point, like, you know, Disney just sort of going there. Kudos to them for for greenlighting this. This is the closest thing to a like raunchy teen coming of age comedy that I think Disney can do right now. And I like I mean, I think it's great. I think it's tastefully done, but I think it's it's so cool that they're able to actually capture like they're like, fuck it, we're just gonna this is what this movie's gonna be about. What's the I, Disney version of Superbad when he has all the dicks in the This is it. This is it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm really glad, though, that we did get a glimpse at the notebook and it was like yeah. romantically caressing each other because right, I was like, what right. the fuck are they alluding to right now? <laughs> you know? uh, of course, uh, she recognizes Devin by the hat and rushes them uh, to so March upsetting. to accuse Devin of taking advantage of her May May. Um, she shows the whole Mart, the drawing of Devin as a merman, and everyone in the Daisy Mart laughs at her. Why would she uh, do have... that? I, I'm pretty bummed out that the mom never found out the truth about that. Like, to the mom, this Devin kid was still creeping on her. <laughs> and Devin's like, I don't even know who this <laughs> woman is. Like, stop doing this. To, you know, like, I'm kind of bummed out that the mom never found out the truth about that. Because, like, Devin so, just got, so, he got the shit in on the stick on this one. So you watch this whole movie, and your first thought was, man, I feel bad for Devin. Devin's yeah. still there. <laughs> well, Andy, I'm pleased to tell you, uh, coming March 2024, it's Devin. Yeah. Shut up. Bus. You're yeah, lying. Totally, totally made that Because okay. I, like, I kind of believed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. There's a series called Devin and the Mandarin. They're just hanging out. Uh, let's see. May, of course, grins and bears it as her mother screams uh, or, or uh, tells her everything's okay now. And then we get a, a quick cut of her just screaming into a pillow, which is hilarious. Uh, she's really upset and at herself mostly for disappointing her mother and having these feelings. And she vows it will never happen again. Meanwhile, over in the temple, her ancestor blows out the candles because guess what? They're about to happen and they're about to be all over the place. Well, I, love, never I, gonna... I love this really small detail that like as she falls asleep, I think it's like 8.30 p.m. or something. <laughs> like, I don't know why, like the <laughs> idea, like just that's such a cute little detail. Like you still have to realize she's a 12 year old, 13 year old yeah. girl and she's falling asleep at 8 30 on a weekday because she's got school the next day or whatever maybe it was 9 30 but it was really early i was like damn i remember that i fucking hated that shit like dad <laughs> my like every all of my friends go to bed like at 10 30 why am i going to bed at 9 or 8 30 that shit sucked man Could, Honestly, I, tim no wrestlemania on sundays like mm-hmm. no no big that pay-per-view sucked. events sunday nights it was awful yeah awful. yeah and it was always exciting when you got to stay up to like 9 30 or 10 and yeah. watch rescue 911. maybe that's just <laughs> what i wanted to watch i can't relate but okay <laughs> um let's see over in the temple uh you, listen you think you're, you're gonna dream about the daisy mar boy again here's a nightmare for you don't worry when you wake up tomorrow everything will be all red uh by the way love pretty freaky sequence it's totally this mysterio yeah, shit really from far from home <laughs> Um, we see the, the kitchen table the next morning I, as as her mom and dad are preparing food, and there's a little box of Tim Hortons donuts there. Yeah, yeah, we noticed yeah. it. Yeah, so cool. I real quick just to go back, I think they went a little far with the like mermaid flopping on no. the like <laughs> scary. floor. That was yeah. scary shit. Where I was like, I don't yeah. think kids are gonna like this shit. Yeah, Kevin, you yeah. have to understand when you're that age, a lot of chemicals pumping through your brain. You see crazy shit when you close your eyes. 
Uh, May freaks out when she Maybe. sees herself. She's got hair all over her. Uh, of course, this I was, this is the part I was like, wait a minute, is this whole movie a meta commentary for for puberty? And it is. Uh, so the director said, and I fucking love this. It's a period piece in more Amazing. ways than one. Uh, and then I was like, wait a minute, turning red. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i was like i'm like because you guys know me right like i could find a euphemism where there are none but this one i was like they're just give, they're just giving them all to me andy they're just mm. they're just giving them to me I don't know and when to you make it. jokes about them that shit gets me so hard <laughs> no you can't say it like that andy. you can't say it like that <laughs> You have to put a little bit. You have to put a little bit of a comma between that. It got me. Hard. Got me so hard. God damn you. God damn you. Uh, let's see. Uh, of course, this is, she screams at her mother for the first time ever here, and she feels like a monster. So this is the first time we get her like not being able to control her emotions. Uh, her mom brings her pads and tells her to protect her delicate petals and clean them regularly as well. And that Andy is good advice. <laughs> the way that moms or whoever women in your life talk to you about your period is always in like such flowery language, literally and figuratively. And it's just like, can we just not try and make it this like dance around things? And I love that they included that in there. Cause it's just always like a, why do you have to talk about this in the most embarrassing way possible? It's and they just truly incredible. nailed it. It's incredible. Uh, May tries to uh, go back to sleep to relax like this whole thing is a nightmare. And it works. She poofs back into a girl for a moment. But then the second she gets excited again, she turns right back into the big red puffy panda. Uh, let's see. Don't call it uh, that. Only when, uh, <laughs> important note, when she when she turns back to herself, though, this time her hair is red. Uh, Which is pretty And it's cool. so dope. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And it's at this point that I'm like, her mom wouldn't make a comment about, like, the eyebrows even? Like, what's, what's up with this? Because, like, I don't know. It, it made it a lot more... Made it made the movie a lot better for me that this wasn't going to be a hide who you are the whole movie until mm-hmm. the final end and then mm-hmm. we accept you for who you are like I loved immediately what this becomes. Yep. Uh, her mom drops her off at school and tries to comfort her daughter because uh, now she's uh, she's changing into a woman. Uh, May May and her friends call her stinky uh, until until everyone at school thinks she's a perv because of all the stuff that happened with Devin and they, they give her like also, they literally her putting on the deodorant, deodorant literally everywhere, everywhere on her body. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then she sees another boy, uh, Carter, I think is his name, and he has the same effect on her that Devin had, and she gets a little, um, we'll call it poofy. How's that sound? <laughs> sure. Uh, then she sees a picture of Tyler drew on her and starts to get angry, and she poofs out further. Uh, in class, Miriam asks if she's okay, uh, and then hands her a note, and she's like, I don't, wanna, I don't want your notes. I don't want any of that stuff. And then she's like, no. You need to look at this. And she flips it over and says, your mom's outside. She looks over and just sees your mom creeping on her <laughs> from behind a tree. And then the security guard for the school comes over. And then shit just gets real uh, because her mom went there because she's worried because May, of course, forgot her pads, which she announces to the entire class, which would just be Jeez. unbelievably mortifying. I truly can't think of anything that would make me just want to, like, crawl into a hole at that age, especially of just, like mom just leave me alone i hated seeing my parents anywhere near mm-hmm. a school function just <laughs> so hated upsetting. it and they never did anything like embarrassing i was like ah oh, just get the fuck away man yeah. <laughs> like i don't want this you is here. not your area all right <laughs> yeah. this is this is where you send me all right now like i dreaded <laughs> i dreaded parent teacher night That's i dreaded anything oh. like that oh um let's see she rushes home in tears 
uh, with the with the door closed behind them, the whole house is destroyed. Uh, her dad comes in and is shocked, and he says it already happened. And she's like, "Holy!" And this is why I put, "Holy fuck!" This is Teen Wolf. They knew mm-hmm. <laughs> all along. Uh, mean, I think what, did I miss the scene where she like runs on the the roofs to get home? I think she did, right? Yeah, yeah. she runs around town, scares shit out of everyone, destroys a bunch of stuff, um, and then she sees Devin, kind of cat calls him a little bit. Uh, her dad Which, comes in shocked. That was where we we get the awuga, uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was we got a fucking awuga. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying this, but like recently, Blessing just dropped an awuga in reference to so, it doesn't even matter what, but like there's something about that word, that phrase. I don't even is it a, a word? Very, what yeah, is it? Uh, it's but a it's a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very 1940s way of expressing yourself. Uh, let's see. Ming tells her that her ancestors. Is that right? Suddenly, you think in 1940s, most people would just be like awuga randomly? I think. I think if you Isn't saw something that excited yeah. you sexually. You mm-hmm. looked across the street and you went, Auga! and you tried to get your eyes to pop out of your head. Yeah, yeah. Like the mask. Remember exactly. the mask? That's right. Like yeah, mask. that's right. That might exactly like Roger about. Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's always that horny wolf, Teen Wolf. Michael J. Oh, Here we are. Full circle. Back to Full it. circle. Uh, let's see. She, basically, she's like, listen, this has been happening for a while. So, uh, your ancestor loved Red Panda so much that she asked the gods to turn her into one so she could protect her family during a time of war. May is not happy about this. Uh, so her mother tells her that there's a cure. Don't worry about it. She knows uh, because the same thing happened to her. She said, why didn't you warn me? She's like, I thought there was more time. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what the dad thought. I was going to skip a generation. You might want to give a bro a heads up, though. Uh, on the next... That was from Teen Wolf. On the next Red Moon, you'll undergo a ritual that will seal your uh, red panda uh, into a medallion. But any strong emotions will release the panda. Uh, The more you release it, the harder it will be to to get rid of the panda forever, Um, of course. So that's the whole point of this movie. That's a a setup for this. Uh, Then they lock her in a room like a goddamn werewolf (laughs) so she doesn't destroy (laughs) the whole house. And uh, this makes me kind of happy. I'm not having kids. And her her father tells her uh, red is a lucky color. Which is not comforting at all. Sorry, I was just saying I don't think that, that you you have to worry about your future children or turning Clawing into their way out of a room. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, man. You don't know when these kids when these kids get excited. I don't know what kids do these days when they get excited to start clawing at the walls for Christ's sure. sake. I've been looking for a segue to to do ads for the last like three minutes, and like we just keep saying something that's not too bad, but like it also is like I don't know if you know Uplift is going to be stoked about that or whoever. <laughs> but but anyways, let's let's keep going. Um, sorry to continue. Uh, she overhears her parents freaking out about her uh, and turns back into a panda. Uh, the next morning. Uh, let's see. Uh, May tries desperately not to change back to the panda, but to no avail. Her friends come over to give her more pads and tell her that Four Town <laughs> is coming to Toronto on the 18th. She accidentally scares the shit out of them, uh, but it's okay because they love her anyway, including Abby, who calls her so fluffy, which is a reference to Despicable, Despicable me. me. There you go. I don't know. I thought it was a Pixar movie. I, I was, I was, I know it was a cartoon. She goes, "It's so elimination." But, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that all her friends find out. I was like Andy, very relieved at this point. That's like, oh, cool. She's not gonna have to hide it. So this is a big moment for me, right there. This is gonna do something different now. Yeah, the, it's pretty exciting. But real quick, let me tell you about our sponsors. 
Shout out to Upstart. If you've got multiple credit card balances each month and are getting by just paying the minimums, barely making a dent into your credit card debt, it can be pretty dang discouraging. Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly so you can feel like you're finally getting ahead. Whether you're paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows that you are more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000 and receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use the URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application, go to upstart.com slash kind of funny. Shout out to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. If you've ever been on the bus or the train with someone who's taking a phone call on speaker, you know that everyone who can hear them now knows a bunch of their private business. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is basically the same thing, so don't be that person. Did you know your ISP knows every single website you visit and then they can sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who can use that data to target you? Well, ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the the internet so people can't peep in on your online activity. The best part of it is how easy it is to use. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app and click a button on any device. I've been using this forever. Kind of funny has been staying safe on the internet with ExpressVPN and they're right. It could not be easier to use. Uh, secure your online activity today at expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. ExpressVPN com slash kind of funny and shout out to chime kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees no overdraft fees no foreign transaction fees and no service fees get all that and then some with chime an award-winning app and debit card they've also got over 60,000 fee free in network atms all over the place like at most walgreens 7-elevens or cbs's you can access your money when you need it where you need it make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using chime Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at chime.com slash kfgames. That's chime.com slash kfgames. Banking services provided by a debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at any MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay-anyone instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds chime.com slash kf games shout out to Babel for sponsoring this episode there's nothing worse than traveling abroad and looking like an idiot because you didn't bother to learn the slightest bit of the country's language that's why greg miller has been using a little Babel to learn french to speak to jean vieve uh Babel is the addictively fun fast and easy language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions uh Babel's 15 minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go other language learning apps use ai for their lesson plans but Babel lessons were created by 
over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and you can choose from 14 different languages like Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent, which has been helping Greg Miller be able to communicate with Jen's extended family. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code KINDAFUNNY. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code KINDAFUNNY. Babbel, language for life. Continue, Kev. I, the friend made me uncomfortable how much she like liked the panda. <laughs> you know, there are a couple yeah. moments later on where she's like, "I just need a hit." She was really, she panda. was into the panda, and I was like, "Oof, yeah. I don't know if I'm comfortable with any of this." <laughs> was uh, she the one that the mom thought was weird? It was her, right? No, 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 no. no. That was Miriam. There was the girl that would randomly uh. talk in Korean. Like she'd get upset and kick something. Oh, and right, 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 yell right, in right. Korean, which I loved. Sorry, guys. One sec. It's okay. Take your time. There's no rush. No rush. Just in silence. This is the fun, the fun part about being the narrator on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> At some point, Home Depot is going to call me to release a sink. I might have to take that call. <laughs> to release a sink. <laughs> to release oh, a sink. So sorry. Like into the wild? Or? Yeah, <laughs> Our contractor went to pick up the sink, and he's like, Home Depot won't release the sink to me until the you tell them. Until you give them permission. I'm like, it's, a, like, it's not that big of a sink. Like, okay, they went ahead and released it to him. There you go. Perfect. Excellent. God bless Crisis Home Depot. Averted. Good shit, everyone. That's a little glimpse into mine and Kevin's life for the last few mm-hmm. years. Uh, she's so fluffy. May breaks down. She's, she's, she goes, I'm sloppy. I'm smelly. And, and I, ha- I have to miss Fortown because they're coming on the 18th. And the next Red Moon isn't until the 21st. So her friends they're rap for her. They're on the 25th at this point. That's what I meant. Right. They keep on no, mentioning that she she's She says like- the 18th. She says they're coming on the 18th. And oh, really? ritual's not until the 25th. That's the whole point. And then eventually it's realized mm-hmm. it's she Abby read it wrong. It's Toledo, not Toronto. Oh, They're Toledo. not gonna be in Toronto until the 25th, which is the night of the ritual. Kevin, when you write a movie, you start the stakes here. Then right around the third act yeah, turning point, you, gotta, you take them up a notch, which is where this go. goes. Yeah. They Kevin's keep on birthday mentioning Eve. Oh. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Kevin. They keep on mentioning the stinky factor of her. And anytime <laughs> that she poofs into the pink smoke. Poof. Yeah. That's got to be really uncom- like really just not a good vibe to be around because like yeah, it's always so? around a lot of people and all the people go like oh fuck I, like, I, I, I think they're more doing that because it's powdery like I think it's no, cool I think, no I think well, it's, it's the fact that they've like if they never mentioned the stink factor and there's poofy pink well, smoke I'd be like it. whatever it's magical they, smoke but it's got to smell there's got to be a little no, bit of smoke I think they mentioned the pig pen in the peanuts. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Wait, I took my attention Oopie. off this one second. Are you talking that they're, they're, you're saying the reason she stinks is because she puffs into smoke? Is that what you think? The no, the, trying to say what, we're, what they're trying to say is that because she stinks, when she puffs, the puff is stinky. Oh, god, yeah, that thing is <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think so. I think she stank because she didn't take a shower that morning. We saw her, she's stinky because she's, she's, she's like going through puberty and kids. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever have you ever been around a group of of, of, of teenagers, but they're they're all just stinky and they're dirty they and their jeans look dirty always. Oh, they're yeah, always dirty looking. Jeans is hard and they're always fidgety. Shit. You know what I mean? They fidget with shit. They sure. always have a phone in their hand. They're never looking at the phone, and they're never not looking at the phone. Tim, yeah, you're right. I, I think I think it's this scene here, but the the line that made me laugh out hard loudest was "Go become women without me." <laughs> she says oh, that was later. That was way, way later. It's so fucking funny. 
Um, of course, her friends, her friends rap for her, uh, and the power of four town brings her back, just like Insync did for me all throughout my college years and right yeah. now. Uh, May turns back into herself. Her friends calmed her down. Something is different. Her friends' acceptance of her bodily changes and general unconditional love have neutralized the panda. Now she can go see four town. But where are they going to get the money? Her parents test her by showing her a bunch of uh, triggering pictures, like uh, uh, deforestation, uh, a locked up orangutan, and her second place spelling bee medal. Uh, so such a good. good ratcheting up right there. Yeah. She has to go to her comp place, and she says, what a shame, second place. Uh, then they pull out the ultimate trigger, a box full of adorable kittens. And she goes... I love this because it was like, they're like, oh, we, we, we got to go to the big guns. And I'm like, what, what could this possibly be? Mm -hmm. Did not expect it to be kittens. Did not expect it to be the most adorably animated kittens the world has ever seen. They're just like, we're going hard. These things do not fit this world. And that's the point. They are mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah, and that's it's perfect. Eh. Right. Um, and that's the and that's the stylized sort of thing that I'm talking about, where they this movie isn't afraid to do really weird, wacky stuff um, animation wise, where suddenly the cats uh, look adorable and then her eyes get really big and have all these hearts all over them. Yeah. Like it reminds me of like in anime kind when anime, yeah. when somebody <laughs> reacts somehow yeah. there's like a big like tear like drop from their eyes. I, I love when when this when animators aren't afraid to kind of go to weird places and kind of uh, break the break the norm, you know. Um, her mother asks what happened to the panda. She says, it's easy. When I start to get emotional, all I do is imagine the people I love most in the world. And then there's B. She goes, which is you guys. It's definitely you guys, not my <laughs> friends. Uh, then she asks them for a teeny tiny favor, and her mom tells her, no. A concert will make her panda all over the place. Ugh. Is what her mom said. Those are her Weird words. Weird thing to say. Uh, I don't like the use of panda as a verb. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a very specific visual. Also, the fact that she did like some sort of PowerPoint thing. Yep, I was going to say that. So good. So funny. In fact, that, that was one of the disappointments. I was like, I wanted to see that PowerPoint. I think I know this. I know these movies are expensive and long, but I think that was a missed opportunity there because we could have got a quick little montage of her giving the presentation. Because it was like lights and glitter and shit. Uh, her dad thinks they should trust her. Uh, she's like, uh, but her mom's like, I do trust her. It's the boys I don't trust. No concert and that's final. May picks up her presentation and leaves. Uh, and then of that course, reasoning to me is always so funny because it's a concert. Does she yeah. think that this band is going to be like personally entertaining her daughter and like their friends? It's not like there's like a huge interaction hey, thing. You but, never uh, know. These bands, they have the groupies, Joey. You got to be careful. You don't know what, what's yeah. going on. Also, when I hear the conversation, but when I hear the conversation between this mom, um, it it reminds me a lot of like uh, mothers that I've seen in media where they are where it's Hispanic based and like the mothers are like. No, you gotta say like the when she mentions the gyrations, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I think that's like there's a very like protective part of of mothers that are like no, like that that's way too sexy for you all. These guys are gonna be moving their hips. It almost reminds you of, like Selena and like the dad mm -hmm. with the bra, you know, like the bustier. Mm -hmm. Like I'll, it's it's adorable, and I love that they kind of captured that sort of parental part of this. Well, but and that's that's the sort of that plays directly into the main theme, right? Which is the mom is is overprotecting and overcontrolling mm -hmm. for a reason. And that was because she was in fact overprotected and overcontrolled because she had, you know, she had to deal with these emotions and these feelings and these changes as well. Um, and she felt stifled. So she stifles. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to cycle. the use of the word gyrations, the commitment to the word gyrations, and then gyrations being involved in the taking down of the Kaiju at the end. You know, of the at one point, <laughs> so she straight up pretty good stuff. Yeah. You know, 
then grandma calls and she immediately turns uh, May's mother oh. into her just a daughter, and it's hilarious. Proving once again that this this is just a cycle that continues. She's disappointed that May May was on the news. She's on the way with reinforcements. All the kids and parents shut down uh, them down from the concert. Uh, the next day, May learns that all of her friends can't go either. Her mom spies on her again from the street, and Tyler laughs at her uh, and calling her a loser. So she pandas out and tries to throw a flaming dodgeball through his head. Uh, then she vents to her friends. She says, we've been so good. If they don't trust us anyway, then what's the point? This isn't our first concert. It's our first step into womanhood. Um, and then she's like, she's like, I got a great idea. No one's ever thought of this before. We'll, do, we'll, we'll say we're sleeping over at each other's houses, and then we'll sneak out to the concert. What could go Her wrong? Brilliant. Let me tell you Nailed something. It. Let me let me tell you something, kids. Let me tell you something, fucking kids. You think you invented this? You little pieces of shit out there. You're 13 years old. You think you're gonna go over to fucking Annie's house and Annie's gonna go to our house? They always know. They always fucking catch you. My mother used to count the eggs before she left the house because she knew we were gonna go egg someone's house. She was like, "Did you guys make eggs? I don't smell any fucking eggs in here." And I'm like. <laughs> That's like, amazing. The one, why are there three eggs missing? Why are there three eggs missing? She marked us. She literally took <sighs> us out, marched us over to the neighbor's house, and was like, "Did someone egg your house?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, they did." And she's like, "You motherfucker!" And the you guy was like, like "Straight up, the away. neighbor was straight up like, yo, it's okay. It's not that big a deal. Like, you don't have to go that hard on these guys.'" It's Wait, did you have a good reason why your neighbor's house? No, we just thought it's funny to egg houses. God, we didn't know the egg sucked. when it dries like fucks up paint and shit. We didn't yeah. know. Oh no. No, my parents didn't count eggs, but they would just mark the like where the alcohol was in the bottles with like a oh. sharpie. That we used but. to we used to get around that though. We just <clears throat> yeah, back just, with water. Yeah, and then my mom yeah. until her your dad's like, "Why is the vodka frozen now?" <laughs> <laughs> I told you, like, uh, it got old. That's why, dad. dad you know, that was alcohol. My, I told you that story of my brother and I. We used to smoke. We used to sneak cigarettes all the time. My dad had a pack of, uh, I think it were Marlboros from Air Force One that his grand, that his father gave him. Yeah. And my brother and I oh, opened no. them and then smoked all of them. And then <gasps> we didn't even think to replace them. We just threw out the pack. That's man, you were down. ripping heaters at like age twelve. <laughs> ripping yeah. heaters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like twelve. Holy darts all day. I'll smoke one of the things right now. Um. I couldn't think of another cool one. Tim. Yeah, yeah. You committed anyways. <laughs> I was going to say, say I'll smoke a white line right now, but I was like, oof. That's, that sounds like cocaine. That, that sounds like cocaine. Like Jesus. Different connotation. Listen, kids, don't do any of this. Don't lie to your parents, okay? If you're going to lie to your parents, make sure you don't get caught. This is a digital generation out there. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Your mom spies on her again. Tyler All the laughs, kids yada, yada. watching this. Uh, <laughs> hey, we have some young fans out there that are now old. Uh, <laughs> Abby asks her to poof out so she can hug her and they, so they can so she can get inspiration for brainstorming. Another moment she does, where it makes me uncomfortable. You know, it does. She likes to hug her. Kevin, I tell you one thing right now: if you were if you were fine with it, we'd hug all the time. You and me, it would just be a, hug, a nonstop hugathon, just like when you backed me on the open door pee policy. We could have a hug policy at the new studio. I don't think I did. I don't. We'll call hug it, you. Kevin. We'll call it hugs, not drugs, but we'll also have drugs. Which is funny hugs. because <laughs> cool. also Andy and I have an anti-hug policy where it's yeah. like, at one point Andy was like, we don't hug in the office, so why are we hugging at social things? Like, can we just agree not to do that? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And it's been great. Yeah, so I feel like we need to put this up for a, most of us, a publicly right? vote. Yeah, I, th- I, think you know it, I think it's like after quarantine, I'm more willing to hug you all because I haven't seen you in so long. But like... Yeah, if we were just at work, if we were just in the office for seven, eight hours, 
and now we're at this social gathering. I'm not going to hug you. I'm just going to be like, yo, what's up? How's it going? Like, I've seen you already. I'm going to hug people that maybe I haven't seen in a while, you know? That's fair. Don't waste the hug on me. I don't want you to waste the hug on me. Okay. That's totally fine. So if we successfully squashed the hugs and drugs policy? Uh, Well, there's just a two-part ballot, so we're just left Mm. with the drugs. We'll have to vote on that later. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's see. So uh, Three other girls see her, and they flip out, and she thinks that she's a monster, but they're like, no, you're the most amazing thing ever. We want to to hang out with you and take pictures and all that stuff. And then a light bulb goes off in her, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking Teen Wolf. Let's fucking go, right? Use your superpower. For evil, why not? Let's win that oh, basketball yeah. game. Is it evil? It's like self. No, it's, well, you, we use it for use it to benefit you. I shouldn't say for yeah. evil, but use it to benefit you. And so this is where they diverge, right? Because we're in in uh, robbing banks. <laughs> well, in, in Teen Wolf, he was like so overpowered because he was the wolf that it was yeah. easy for him to beat everyone. But of course, then he incurred the the ire of his teammates because he wouldn't let them play. So at the end, he has to realize, oh. I'm always no, going to be the ruin, wolf. Don't ruin, don't ruin Wolf, <laughs> Teen Wolf. Oh, you haven't seen Teen Wolf? Okay, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But these, they years. diverge very differently. This is, of course, her sort of taking charge and, and taking ownership of of, of this, this newfound self that she has. Uh, but I, she realizes this, that this people... Bit, this whole storyline has been in yeah. the plot. Not my favorite. I think that I need to rewatch it to kind of be a little more clear on it. Because, no. like, in, in a modern time, it's like, okay, I can imagine you use the internet to make money from this. But, like, their scheme to make money seems a little weird and like i don't know that it all adds up and whatever it's a movie and it's just like they say it works so it works type shit and it ends in a fucking kaiju fight so why am i picking it apart but like there's something about that i was like this just this feels kind of weird to me and it doesn't i don't believe that she can make money from this if you could take a photo with a mythical creature for five (laughs) dollars you don't think you would as like a high school kid I would just I mean, be way too scared that like the news would get out. Like, I, I don't well, know. that was that was the unbelievable part to me. As I was like, well, granted, this is I guess it's supposed to be. Is it technically supposed to be two thousand two, or would you, we just get throwbacks of like Tamagotchi no, and stuff? Right. So yeah, I guess there would be social media, so no one would ever know unless you spread this. Unless no, but there's still the there's like MySpace at that there's point, some right? Narcs out there. I mean, or, somebody somewhere would pick up on the fact that this high school has a MySpace or this junior high has a two thousand three was MySpace is popping off. It existed yeah. in 2002, but it wasn't. Like, people look, all I'm saying my, you're telling me my top yeah. eight would have been a bunch of people with fucking <laughs> red panda profile pictures? Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, she's there's no money there, though. Money off of it. <laughs> what do you mean there's no money there? But it's a status. Would you pay for the status? I'd spend my babysitting money on it. Kids like, are there stupid. Is, right? I mean, I, Tim, I'm confused Tim Gettys, on when what Tim's saying. Bought, yeah. bought nothing but fucking Pokemon cards, and those are worthless now. That's how dumb yeah. kids are. I digress. She likes your mom. About, <laughs> she about, she's like, oh, I got that that zard. Um, <laughs> she lies to her mom about uh, joining an after school club called the Mathletes, and they spread the word that someone's offering uh, some of that sweet panda stees for money over in the science room. So let's go have some fun. Uh, and then she accidentally falls into a con- uh, Carter, and she's like, oh, I like this guy. And I was like, Carter is going to be a main character in this. And Carter, we don't see him ever again. Yeah. Uh, they sell merchandise and they make a lot of money. And her mom also almost catches them. Uh, I actually could have would have liked to have seen this scene this is this one like the like the scene with the presentation i was like this is a missed opportunity to build some tension here because the mom just kind of pops in and it's like oh but during the montage i was like you could have taken a moment here and, and had that happen um let's see uh they uh they ogle boys while they're watching uh while they're watching some sports and making some keychains uh, but it's not enough the concert is saturday and they're still a hundred dollars short miriam calms her down she says we'll get there take a break uh let's let's cat call some of these boys uh and it's an interesting scene, but 
whatever. Anyway, Tyler blackmails her into bringing her panda to the birthday party. Uh, if she doesn't, he tells her, I'm going to tell your mom. Uh, but if you do, I'll pay you. And then uh, uh, she's like, okay, well, I guess this could be best for both of us. How about $200 and I'm there? And this is, there's some stuff, there's a few things in here that I'm like, this is weird, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. 200 we're, bucks is a lot of fucking a money. A lot of money. And they make it, <laughs> like, he's rich. rich. Like, you yeah, see his house. Yeah. But right. $200 is still an insane amount of money well, no, for but a it's transaction just, in middle school. I, I don't mean that. I just mean, like, like he's, like, blackmailing her. And there's no ramifications <laughs> for it, right? And then later, he's really horrible to him. And then yeah. I guess I guess kids just forgive and forget because they get in literally a physical co- he's altercation. A and yeah. they're like, oh, you like the same band I like? Which is a kid thing to do, for sure. But it's uh, but this kid's a piece I mean, of shit. I'll just yeah, he that. he gets beaten up. He gets a scratch on his face. If this oh, kid I mean, was, yeah, this he's also met, embarrassed. But in front of all of his friends, thunder and lightning, Kevin. Yeah, I mean they have that moment. Optimus and Prime, Bumble and B, Motor and Cycle, Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, let's see. Uh oh man, where did we leave off? God, that was a great bit the little kid. Uh, I'm so sorry. May tries was, to tag along. So, so May's mom uh, tries to tag along to her athletes club, but May has to finally stop her and stand up and say, "I don't want you to come," which is the first time she's ever said that and, and talked to her mother in that way. Then her aunties arrive with her grandmother, and it's excellent. Uh, over at Tyler's house, the party is a disaster. It's seven twenty forty two, and the panda has yet to show. Back at May's house, her aunties feed her while telling her how impressed they are that she can control the panda. Uh, May makes an excuse because her mother could never do that. Uh, May makes an excuse and sneaks out the window, but her grandmother interrupts she shows her uh some panda hair and goes look i know you've been turning into the panda and then she says again i know how hard it is to keep the beast at bay it feels so good to let it out but each time you do the stronger it gets and then you'll bond uh to it forever and the ritual will fail uh maybe it will become i don't this is this is this is a little bit weird because i'm like what what is this, what are you trying to tell her here like i i guess it's just like don't I don't know. It's it, this is a yeah, weird scene for me. Th- this is where I'm kind of. This is where I kind of lose the uh, it, it, the panda being an allusion to puberty. Because I was like, "What do you mean, let the beast out?" <laughs> <laughs> because, because yeah, there's a. But like for me and and you guys, I might be completely off base here, right? But like, there's a lot of undertones here of like, obviously, like if you make a mistake, you'll have something that stays with you forever, right? Or did I read too much into that? I don't know. It, it is weird. I think they're I, just I talking think that, very yeah. literally about the panda the now. But it's a little confusing because like yeah. thematically, there's a lot of stuff that happens here that I'm like, I don't like overall. I think we wind up with the theme that the, the like the message that the director wanted us to have in this. But this mm. part, the, there's a couple of things here they're talking about. Where I'm like, like, I don't know, man, that, that might be yeah. that might be really dark. Uh, yeah, I think I think that, that like the the messaging gets a little fuzzy here. Yeah. And if you think too hard, you could make it really weird. So yeah, I mean, I'm choosing not to. Yeah. It's like not even about thinking about it too hard. I think all of us kind of are hit with the same thing of like, okay, so it's not a legit one-to-one representation for yeah. like symbolism. Like it has to go beyond that. And I think that that's just hard for us as moviegoers to do because we're so trained to follow the analogy all the way through so it's like it's kind of an interesting change i don't know that i like it at the end of the day but i do think that it's uh it's compelling it kind of kept us on our toes because it if we just 
followed it all the way through, we would know exactly where this movie goes because it's pretty Teen Wolf. It's pretty been there done. Yeah, I mean, listen, the second she she turned into this thing, I was like, all right, she's going to have to figure out a way to accept herself, right? That's going to be the message here. And in doing so, she's going to show the older generations that their lack of acceptance for themselves wasn't a reason why they shouldn't accept her or she shouldn't accept herself, which is exactly where we wound up here. But we start getting into some messaging here where I'm like, huh, wow, (laughs) this is... This is getting deep. Anyway, we can we can scoot on. Uh, May arrives in a makeshift panda. Co- oh, well, she does tell her also like, listen, like this this rift or this thing because of this thing it caused a rift between me and, and my daughter, and I don't want the same thing to happen to you and your mom. Um, so you got to control this thing, or else oh, it's going to be the, the death of you, rather. Also, it was bullshit, right? Like, I feel like if she wanted to, she could split apart, and it would be like just as easy. And all the other women. Also break their towels. Yeah, but they can't. They can't put it back in though. Until there's, you have to have the blood the moon. moon be able to put them back in, right? And the so that's the whole road. thing is like the the metaphor of not being able to control this thing inside of you is is an interesting aspect of this film. That's 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 got a lot of layers to it. We'll just put. It that I, way. I know we already talked about it, but I do want to call out how how much I appreciated the little story beat and kind of characterization in the mom getting really scared of her mom when that phone call oh, yeah. comes through. Yeah. I thought that was really cool to kind of like show you exactly Dude, what this family dynamics all about. I'll tell you one thing right now, man. I love my extended family. I don't get a chance to see them enough. And if, if given the opportunity, I would love to sit down with my aunts and uncles. And if my grand, if one of my grandmothers was still, or grandparents were still alive, I would love to do that. But up until even last Christmas, when that phone call came through, it's like, I need you to talk to someone. And then your dad just hands you the phone. I'm like, no, no I want to do it. I want to do it right now. <laughs> you're going to die of Coke, just... dad. <laughs> and so the way that you just funny. revert back at the You just revert back to like, I reverted back to my teeth. And then of course, I started talking to my uncle. I was like, hey, man, what's going on? It was, And I was like, I couldn't keep him on the phone long enough. Yeah, I was nobody... like, oh, it's so awesome oh. to hear what's going on in your life. Oh, see, I'm in the opposite direction. Anytime a mom does that with my grandma, it's like, I don't, hey, Grandma, how you doing? What, what's going on? Oh, yeah, you have no interest in anything in my life? I also yeah. have no interest in anything in your life. Talk to you later. <laughs> um, let's see. So she tells her, uh, anyway, so May arrives in a makeshift costume because she's been uh, sort of guilted into not panning out anymore. Uh, and her friends think she's crazy. Uh, she's like, you got to trust me. I can't pan anymore. So they all agree. They're like, listen, that's fine. We do trust you. We love you. But we're not. We're going to fall short one ticket. Uh, and one by one, they say they won't go. But then I think it's Miriam was like, listen, if if none, if one of us can't go, we all can't go. And that's just going to be the way it I is. I love the line where Priya's like, I guess I, I won't go. And then May's like, no, no, you have to go. So-and-so is your soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's such a great line. That's yeah. a great line. Um, and then so May's like, okay, you know what? We're going to do it one last time. We're going to go for one last ride. Uh, and she can't, she can't deal with her friend's disappointment. So the panda is donned one more time, and it's set. But also shout event. out to this friend group for being so supportive and not trying to, like, coerce her into uh, doing it I'm one more time. One like, right, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Because I don't know that everybody has a friend group like that. No. That wouldn't I, I certainly – I actually might have because my friends were nerds. We didn't want to go to concerts anyway because it was just it was just too much. But now, let's put it this way: If NSYNC's got a concert coming out, right? Joey Fatone, they fucking dig Joey Fatone out of his grave <laughs> and they put him back up on stage. And we only have enough money for one, two, three, four tickets, and one of us has to go. We're fighting to the death. I'm going. I don't care. Tim, I have to stay home. <laughs> Sorry, I got to see Joey Fatone dance one more time. His hips can't take another one. 
Uh, this whole montage is set to Bootylicious by none other than Destiny's Child, which has the following lyric in it. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Did you know that, Tim? Are you ready for the jelly? One by one, are you? I'm not. No, never will be. But it turns out the kids in this were ready. Is it the bass that starts? Is that the right instrument? Yeah, definitely. The The guitar. And it's just the joy joy that it brings to my heart. When it started, I was like, I can't believe they fucking got Destiny's Child. Uh, let's see. They get 200 bucks. They're ready to rock and roll. Ming finds, but of course then Ming, uh, uh, her, sorry, her mother finds her secret panda stash underneath her bed, which is so funny. Uh, and then freaks out somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Don't put all that stuff on here. Well, kids are stupid. Again, you think, where else are they going to put it? I have a porn magazine. I, where can I hide it, Kevin? I don't have another mansion somewhere else. I have, the only thing I own in this world is this bed. And I know my mom doesn't like touching the sheets. So I'm going to stick this underneath the bed. There's no way that I was going to be able to hide anything because my mom is the type to clean every corner of of every room, like every couple of days. Like, like, we were constantly having to move furniture Mm. and clean behind it. It's like, well, nobody's seeing that. Who cares what's behind (laughs) there? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There were were a couple places in my house that I'm like, my brother and I just agreed never to walk in because I was like, if we don't walk there we can <laughs> keep we can dirty. keep the tracks from the vacuum from last week and oh. tell my mom that we vacuumed it <laughs> they look brand new yeah, yeah that's, look brand that's new. good but i want you to realize this is how Eddie devious play. our parents are right i don't think our mothers liked cleaning so much as that gave them an excuse to have to look underneath your bed and it, it, it alleviated all of the guilt on their part because they're like we're just we're just vacuuming under your bed and what what, what are these porn magazines here what is what is hustler is that a magazine that you read yeah. Like, I read it for the articles, and she flips through. She's like, "There are there's literally no words in this. No, no just words." Bush. <laughs> I'm now <Christ>. putting. <laughs> I'm now putting together that my mom wasn't like always like super excited to help me redecorate my room. It was just no. so that we would move my bed every exactly. few months. Exactly, <laughs> she was just looking for shit. <laughs> Clean underneath it. I'm like, oh. It's like they're like, they're like, like smart how you prison laugh. guards. When I like how you laugh when Nick said fart. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, do. I didn't want to call it out, but like it, it, it was funny. Yeah, also, I, like, I was just thinking, I was like, oh, I'm gonna 100% have my tweet be for this. Uh, no words, just Bush. And I was like, uh, maybe not for this movie, but yeah, yeah, you don't want you don't want that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, turns out the kids were ready for that jelly. It's 200 bucks. They made it. Bada bing, bada boom. Anyway, mom comes over to the party, and the party is over. Uh, the parents blame her. Or sorry. She breaks it up and then, uh, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, I do miss a part. I missed the part where uh, Tyler's like, We want more rides, which is a really weird way of phrasing that. And he says, You want your money? Then get your butt right down here. And I'm like, All right, kid, you gotta, you gotta watch the phrasing mm-hmm. on this. And of course, uh, he calls her a freak and she freaks out and, and attacks him. And then Ming shows up and ends the party. Uh, the mom blames May. Uh, and her or May's friends, excuse me, uh, for taking advantage of her manipulating and her selling her special panda to these young boys for concert tickets. Uh, and then May is embarrassed and does not stand up for her friends. And her friends are like, damn, you're going to fucking do me like that? What happened to Ride or Die? Savage. Which is in yeah. this a lot. It's pretty messed up, yeah. Uh, it's tough to watch. The Night of the Ritual, May sees the four town lights in the sky, just like the bat symbol. Her father notices how depressed his daughter is, but he doesn't do anything about it because dad kind of... Kind of a pushover. Useless in this. Yeah. yeah just kind of pushover. He's uh, asked for his it. opinion several times, and he just doesn't answer, and that make, gives the mom, like, free range to be, yeah. you know. When he finally busts out the, the VHS or the, the camcorder and takes it to May, 
I'm like, oh, he's gonna do something. <laughs> but he, but he doesn't. He he's just like, you know, maybe you could be yourself. Like, I mean, he, he, just, he enacts the change. He's the yeah, reason why he enacts the change, but he doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like, all he does so- is like, hey, no, but Kevin, to me, doing way something that way, doing something for as little as he's done is just like talking. <laughs> like, that's true. Him By just like having magnitude. dialogue. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, he's doing as, something. As someone with an Asian dad, all of where he, all of this movie where he's like very out of it and it was like, this is, I am out of my depths. I am just going to sit here and not talk and like, this all tracked very hard for me of like, especially with my dad. Like, I don't know that my dad no, and I would have never had like a really deep heart to heart where he like is like encouraging me. Like it would have been something so minor like this where mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm just going to slip this little idea in yeah. and then see what happens with it. You're trying to tell me that Mr. T never sat down with you in the same way he just did with the camcorder, but instead with the journal reading through all your smutty oh, fan fiction. No, no, absolutely not. He would have given it to my mom and then my mom would have like taken me out for coffee and been like, so do we like Mermaids, talk huh? about things? And I would have been like, I have no idea what you're talking She's about. Literally, but, should we go? Should we go? We should go. Poor Mrs. T would be like this. You know, there's other fish in the sea other than merman. You can, you can be a mer shark. You can do land animals. Oh. Uh, I love this scene. I think the is dad that wait, is. Is that where the the it's man and then shark bottom? Uh, you know, saying it out loud. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I gotta be honest. It got me hard. No, wait. What are we no. talking about? God. Anyway, uh, let's see. It's a great scene. All kidding aside, uh, he says, she says, he, t- he, t- he tells her, like, listen, like, your mom and, and, and her mom got in a fight over me because grandma didn't approve of me. Uh, but your mom was turned into a really big panda. And he's like, when you say really big, do you mean the size of a fucking building? Uh, you'll see. Uh, but she goes, but I'm a monster. And he goes, listen, people have all kinds of size to them. And some are messy. The point isn't to push the bad stuff away. It's to, it's to make room for it. Live with it. And then he gives her the camera and says, listen, you can erase this if you want. But this side of you made me laugh. And that's just like a perfect dad little nugget mm. to just plant, right? Just a little seed to plant in there. Uh, then they start the ritual, and May is transported to a mythical, mythical, mythical forest. Say that. Yo, this shit was just so fucking dope. Like, I didn't expect dopeness from this movie. And the, the ritual scene, the dude with the sword, transporting them to the scene from the 90s Mortal Kombat movie where Scorpion did the little flip from behind the tree. Like, I was just fucking so in. I love a good use of the mirror trope of, like, looking at yourself and letting go and all that stuff sick as hell dope uh they start yeah they're looking at themselves and then the panda starts going to her side and she starts getting sucked into the other side and then she uh she finally realizes she's like no i don't i don't want this i want to keep it um and she tells that to her mother again she says no i'm keeping it uh and then she runs off to the con Again, phrasing on that one. Very, very dark if you start thinking about that, but whatever. We'll go fast. Uh, then she runs off to the concert, and it's too much for me to take. She goes, how could she do this to her own mother? The stress is too much to bear, and her uh, her, her medallion breaks, and Ming's – her gigantic fucking panda breaks. Massive. It's so big. It's too big. Yeah. It's, I it's, feel it's, like at some point that changes to, uh, <laughs> like – family expectation and what you should do like somewhere in the middle where things get messy they just swapped the metaphor and yeah i think it makes more sense in that context than puberty and all that other yeah stuff. i agree yes yeah but so I fucking like, cool i like this I, this tracked for me in that way 
this is the scene I was talking about earlier of the, the rooftop jumping and like just the environments of it all. Like Kevin, when we were watching it out loud, was like, dude, like I want to play this video game. And like, that is so true. Like it looked like a dope ass video game. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then she, of course, lands right in the middle of her friends. And they're like, no, you can't just make a fucking awesome entrance like that. Even though, Tim, you make an entrance like that. I'm like, I forgive you fucking for trying to kill me, bro. It's cool. We're cool. <laughs> uh, but she's like, you threw us under, you threw us under the bus. No fall damage. Goes, Good for her. Exactly. Uh, she goes, I, well, I mean, dude, I don't know if you know this about this, but Red Pandas, they can, they got hops, man. It's real. I hops. love how they just like, they land and she just like turns into the human form. It's really neat. Like a soft landing pad. Um, she says, I've been obsessed with my mother's approval my whole life. I couldn't take losing it, but losing you guys feels, feels worse. So I told my mom to go fuck herself. Um, Miriam has been taking care of Mae's Tamagotchi. And she's like, Imagine listen. watching this big star movie. <laughs> she was like, I told my mom to go fuck herself. Like, oh my God, what happened to this movie? You're really grown up. Your vernacular is very grown up. Uh, I love the little part where she's like, you've been feeding, you've been feeding it this whole time. She's like, yeah. And it's, it's, I think her Tamagotchi's name is, uh, the name of one of the boy band kids, like little Ricardo or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> It's so I'm gonna actually go look that up right now because oh Robert little Robert played by uh, Jordan Fisher which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Then they spot Tyler at the concert and freak out because he's a four townie as well and all is forgiven. Uh, it's kind of sweet because I mean, that's, yeah, like, that's, that's what kids are, right? They are. That's what kids do, right? They fight it out and then afterward they forgive each other. Like kids, part of the coming of age. Because as much as I saw this and I was like, wait, it's completely inappropriate because he blackmailed her and. Blackmailed her, but then also agreed to pay her an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah, two hundred dollars. Fair, I'm still blown away. But at the same time, but still blackmailed. Still extortion. So you know I mean? He paid her eventually, didn't he? I don't think so. No. Oh, right. Sneaking. They didn't end up getting that. I should have sneaking. Um, but then that is part of the coming of age, right? Where it's just like a lot of that is just the insecurities that you don't even realize until, and then you see someone and you're like, oh my god, you like what I like? All is forgiven, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make it right or wrong, but it is just. That's just part of growing up, I guess. And that's one of the things that I, that kind of took me about this scene. Uh, then Fort Town takes the stage uh, as a massive, uh, as massive, May's massive mother's panda approaches the Sky Dome. And she says, you Huge. want it? And they say, you want it? I want it. And I'm like, I, I, was, want, I want all of this. I was so glad that May's mom didn't fuck up this intro. Because I, I was just worried that the mom was going to get there before anything could pop off. I'm so glad we got to see Fort Town pop the hell off. I Like, I was there. <laughs> Good job. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. tell you what. I'll tell you what, Andy. I'm I'm glad Four Town is a fictitious group of boy band because if they were real, I'd have a real dilemma. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> a real dilemma there uh, of Four Town versus Instinct. Instincts, you know, what wow. saying, Andy. It's still gotta rank still the planets wins. against them. Oh, Let's man. do it. That's true. Let's rank some more. Four Town automatically well. beats out Backstreet Boys, though. For you, Nick, is that what you're saying? Unfortunately, That's everything crazy. beats out Backstreet Boys, and it's That's AJ's fault. We all know it. Hold That's on. That's insane because I'm an in-sync girl, but I have to respect the fact that Backstreet Boys catalog is insane. <laughs> Joey, you don't have to. Joey, I don't I do. like what's happening here. Let's move Backstreet on. Backstreet like Boys has so much more music than in-sync, and it's like pretty quality. I mean, Joey I and I, I were likening <laughs> we were likening <laughs> Four Town to Dream Street. So Dream never Street. forget Dream mm-hmm. Street, everybody. Just like Carly's boy band. I was gonna say O-Town. O-Town yeah, was the also- <laughs> Just O-Town. <laughs> Uh, uh, there's also it's a, apparently there was like a 
big Canadian boy band around this time that this is like loosely based off. Matt Rohrbeck was telling me about it, but I can't find her message about what they were called. I but apparently we've okay. missed out on some Canadian boy band and now I feel no. like I need to go back and that makes me myself. Nah, if they didn't make it, you know, past the barrier, yep. good, then good they point, weren't Kev. good enough. Exactly. <laughs> past the barrier. Uh, everyone's well, yeah, I just didn't know what to call I don't know what to call the, the, the border. The border. The yeah, I border, I guess. <laughs> like if they stayed in Canada, then they, they weren't so top tier. You guys don't understand how hard it is to talk to you all. <laughs> it's hard, okay? <laughs> There's a lot of anxiety that goes into, into speaking in front of Andy and Tim. It's just the resentment <laughs> the when I say fart. I said fart <laughs> by accident. I'm like, just let it go. And Andy's like, hey, and Tim, did you fucking laugh when you said fart? Just now? Like you guys go. are. You want to talk about how hard it is coming of age? Talk about being a 40 year old around these fucking jackals. They make some solid points. It's terrible. So fun though. So fun. Got me so hard. <laughs> out of all the movies to say that uh, not, not only of all the movies but of all the things for us to be talking about mermen <laughs> listen joe the, the heart wants what the heart wants uh, everyone starts freaking out because may's mom uh they see the may's mom uh she attacks basically uh, and they run as Jin and aunties find them and he says we have to save your mother uh ming scoops her daughter up in her hand and starts to rip uh the, the stage apart and she says everyone go home uh where are your parents put some clothes on just all the standard mom stuff it's such a then, mom right there <laughs> she says that she looks down at her daughter says this isn't you she says no this is me uh, May bites her mom because now at this point she's turned back into a panda and and stands up to her. Says, I'm not your little May May anymore. I lied, mom. It was me. I like boys. I like loud music. I like gyrating, which is a harder to spell word than you think. I'm 13. Deal with it. Uh, and then grandma claps uh, everyone in position so they can do the ritual on Ming, uh, who says, how could you be so crass? She goes, you want to see crass? And then she starts gyrating at her. And if I'm not mistaken, at one point, twerks at her as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She says, all I wanted to do was go to a concert. And she says, I never got to go to a concert is what she says back to her daughter. Well, sorry, I'm not perfect. And sorry, I'm not good enough. And sorry, I'll never be like you. Uh, and then she knocks her mom straight out. Uh, but unfortunately, it also knocks her out of the ritual circle, which her dad has drawn with one of those cool things they use on baseball fields to draw the lines. Um, uh, it's too late. The red moon is looks like it's already falling. The ritual can't be done. They got to hurry up. Uh, May apologizes to her mother while her grandmother watches. She destroys her own bracelet and becomes a bigger panda. And then the ants follow one by this, one. And all the pandas decide to carry the mother back into the circle. This What's scene that? is fantastic. Them destroying yeah. all their, their amulets. Mm-hmm. Very good. Incredible stuff. Of course, it, it only made better by the fact that they start singing. But their voices can't fill the auditorium enough for the I ritual to work. So... Miriam gets the bright idea. We have to go. We got to bring in some ringers. Thankfully, Four Town is ride or die. But I thought they odd for a second there. I thought they all got crushed by the mom. (laughs) 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 No, we we, they cut to them dangling. Remember, because at that point they're all they've got the angel wings up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I'm talking like by the point they'd already gotten down, the mom had fallen back into the stage area. I see what you're saying. And they were saying, like, let's go get the microphones. And then the mom fell down. I was like, oh, my God, they're all dead. <laughs> oh, my God. Kevin just texted me a merman. You're you're disgusting, Kevin. <laughs> Buy this poster, please. Thank you. Um, you're the one that gets off on him. I don't get off on him. It's just they, they get me. With them, I don't know. Hard. They get him hard. Uh, where are we? Okay. So, uh, oh, you guys, you guys are savages. Okay. Because this is, like, the most touching part of this whole movie. So, all right. Yeah. This is the most emotionally... 
powerful part of this whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, Nick. Get get your head out of the gutter, Tim. The get out of the gutter. Okay. It's out. It's uh, out. The ritual begins, and May meets her thirteen year old, the uh, thirteen year old version of her mother in the forest. Uh, Ming, of course, apologizes for hurting her own mother, which is why she's a control freak. She says, "I'm just so sick of being perfect. I'm never going to be good enough for her or anyone." And May, of course, realizes that's exactly how she feels about her mother, and says, "I know it feels that way like all the time, but it's not true." Uh, she takes her mom's hand, and they walk through the forest together. And as they walk toward her aunt and grandmother, uh, it's a really beautifully done scene where as they're walking the trees obscure it for a second and her mom turns back to the older version of herself so um, really good and god Ming tells, and good. Ming tells her mother i'm sorry and she said and grandma says you don't have to apologize i'm your mother uh which you know <laughs> definitely not true uh she looks <laughs> at her I mean, i've had to apologize to my mom a lot she's like remember that time you got in two car accidents in one month where's my apology yeah. uh also very hell on your insurance. They all put their pandas back in the well, bottle. Two cars in one month, tough. Nick. It was tough. I wrecked her forerunner and then I wrecked my Greta. Oh, oh my God. God. I was not wrecked. as what you would That's call. Like, two car accidents is very different than wrecking. I'm so, so the, sorry. The forerunner was your fault or? I mean. <laughs> I feel like you know right. the answer solid to that yes. Solid yes to that. Who's, who's to say, Kevin? It's... I mean, I'm sure that the insurance people figured it out. They, the, parked, the parked car looked really invisible. So one was. of them was I rear-ended a car, and I was like, I, he came out of nowhere, and they're like, he was stopped on the freeway along with the other 400 cars. And I was like, touche, insurance company. I'll see you on the next one. Little did I know that was going to be two weeks later when I pulled my Jetta out of a parking spot without checking into my mirrors or looking sure. behind me. Yes, sure. I was looking at my Alpine stereo tent to make sure that my Instinct TV <laughs> was in there. And Gotta I just, make sure the LEDs are the right color. to say and Alpine. I, just, I know. <laughs> And I just slammed into a car behind me. And the guy's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, ha, oh, this one's going to be a hard sell to the insurance company. And they didn't buy it. They didn't buy it. Uh, that was a little harder. Yeah, I was very irresponsible. My mom was like, I'm going to fucking murder you. Uh, all the aunties and the grandma put their pandas back in the bottle. And May watches as her mother's panda returns to the spirit realm. Uh, her mother freaks out one more time and asks for her daughter to please come conform. Uh, don't, you know, put this thing back in the in the bottle where it belongs. Don't live with it forever. And May refuses even though she's scared the panda will take them away from each other. And Ming admits, she's like, I'm scared of that same thing too. Uh, but you know what? You're my daughter and you don't need to hold back anymore. The farther you go, the prouder I'll be. Uh, and then their ancestor uh, pops up once again, and May turns her and asks if she'll regret her decision. And uh, Sun Yi turns uh, into a panda and scoops her up and flies her up to the moon. And they do that fun thing where they rub noses together, little panda kisses. I really didn't really like that that uh, her like great grandma or whatever it was uh, didn't have legs as a ghost, as like a panda ghost. <laughs> it made me very uncomfortable. Well, because she got to put that out there. Because it was 127 hours, right? You get stuck on a rock. You got to chew your own legs off. You got to chew your own legs off. That is how she died. You're right. Yep. <laughs> Flash forward, uh, Mr. Gao, uh, who's played by James Hong, puts uh, Ming's panda in her uh, Tamagotchi, which is hilarious. So she has her daughter's Tamagotchi. <laughs> so let's keep feeding it or else the thing will come out. And then, of course, the mom has uh, got, the, got the, the four town necklace. Uh, that's where her panda got stuck, <laughs> even though four is an unlucky number. Uh, only this time, uh, May is now, let's see, they open up the temple, and this time May is turning into the panda and using it uh, for to, to make some money for the temple and bring in some people there. Uh, and she's, uh, when her mother asks if she's really going out dressed half panda, uh, May replies, my panda, my choice, mom. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, it was a weird out. line. It was, weird. It was a line. really weird line. It, it was, again, that was another one of those moments where I was like, Okay, that's that's dark. Yeah, that is dark. That has a lot of deep social mean? connotations with that phrase. 
well, yeah. my body, my choice. Like, yeah, exactly. No, no, yeah, you know, I like know, that. but what, yeah. like, okay. what is she doing with the, the half panda out? Or, you know? <laughs> and I get that it There's... doesn't translate 100%. No, no, I think, I think that but was, that's I was, one of those lines that I'm sure like. I was sure uncomfortable. Yeah, that's one of those lines where I was yeah. like, oh, God, I think we could have. We could have come up with something as a little more cult, like relevant to the themes of this, but doesn't bring up one of the biggest issues in America right now. But hey, if that's what you want to do. You're the filmmaker. I'm the one reviewing your film. Uh, let's that's see. Then the we go. What's that? Nothing. Go abortion. Ahead. Abortion. It's abortion. Ah, that's the that. I mean, I don't got know if you know what that it. phrase is, but my body, my choice is. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Anthem of of people who are pro-abortion. Yeah, it's poor just choice. weird because it doesn't. Choice, it's the. It doesn't. It's yeah, not a it one for one. Relate for the movie, yeah. so it doesn't really make a ton of sense. No, but, but that's when that's where my. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. It does not, which is weird. But anyway, she says it. That's where it is, and that's how this movie ends. Uh, then they all go out to party while May finishes up with the final video. She says, "We're all got a little inner beast. We're all got a, we we all we've all got a messy, loud, hidden beast uh, hidden away, and a lot of us never let it out. But I did. How about you?" Which is a weird way to end this movie. Okay. And Nick's like, yeah, I did. I, I wrecked two cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we are treated to like not one, not two, but what seems like seven four town movies or songs in the in the credits. So it's shout those, them for fucking going for it's it. It's one of those things where I was like, there's 18 minutes of credits. I was like, huh. And I kept looking for um, like a, a, a deleted scene or something else, like a post scene. I don't think there was one, right? There, there is. There was. Okay. It's very Crap. short. What was it? Unless we missed it, another. It's, it's just, just a little stinger of the dad jamming out to music and like singing along. And that He's was an A-Townie as well. An A-Townie, yep. yep. Four townie. townie. Four Townie, I'm sorry. He's <laughs> a Townie there, eh? No, <laughs> damn it. I was trying to do a Boston accent. I, did Canada. <laughs> I, I do. Uh, I always kind of have to remind myself with these Pixar movies that you always got to shave off 17 to 20 minutes from whatever the runtime is that you think right. it is because yeah. like i pop up the movie and it's like it's i think it says one hour 49 minutes or one hour 47 i was like oh it's kind of a longer pixar movie interesting and the movie's done by like 128 it feels yeah. like yeah. It. Totally. And it's just like a shit ton of credits andy hit me with haiku and review please seven syllables in the middle you'll need five for the first and last line if you're not poetic no need to fret it haikus don't need to rhyme Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to write your review in haiku form, just like Joe Mertens did, who says, May's crew gives me hope. Only 20 minutes in, but she's got struggles. And the panda thing, that's pretty rough for her too. Her team <laughs> sure does talk. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Thank All you right, for that. Joe. And right, then... Joe. Andrew Feister writes in and says, Pixar Kaiju fight. Panda. Sorry, let me say this again. Pixar Kaiju fight. Panda Rangers assemble. Parents see the light. I, I it was a lot wish... of power rangers. It was good. Like, here's the thing. Like, obviously, it has to be a red panda, but like, I really wanted them to be different color pandas. Me too. Oh, me too. I know. When we saw her green to... bracelet, I was yeah. like, yeah. what are we about? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Ragu Bagu. Do 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 ragu. Ragu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys here for the Pixar in review. Strap in your boots, everyone, because we got 24 of these. Do we want to try to break this up at all or shall I just read them, Tim? I, I said we just start by reading it. 
All right. Number one, Lotsa from Toy Story 3. Number two, The Prospector slash Al from Toy Story 2. Number three, New Swatter and Randall from Monsters, Inc. Number four, Hopper from Ants. Number five, Ernesto de la Cruz uh, from... <laughs> Coco. Coco. Thank you. I thought it was Luca. That was Coco. That's right. Uh, from Coco. I gotta write that in there. Uh, Evelyn and the Screen Slaver from Incredibles 2. Uh, wow, we ranked Evelyn on the screen. That's yeah, it seems Eric really high. Damn, dude. Ericolai Visconti from uh, from Luca. Syndrome from Incredibles. Munts and the Dogs from Up. Uh, Ego and Skinner from Ratatouille. Uh, Darla and the Barracuda and Marla and everything else from Finding Nemo. Uh, Woody and Sid, number 12 uh, uh, from Toy Story 1. Gabby from Toy Story 4 is number 13. Heart Scrabble and the Roars from MU is number 14. 15 is Mordu. And the witch uh, from Brave, the muddy water, and the Terrafactals uh, are number seventeen. Oh um, man, what a cool name! Yeah, those Terrafactals <laughs> were scary. What <laughs> was that? Oh, the good dinosaur. The good dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. That was funny, uh, Jesus. Eighteen is Chicken Hubris from Cars. Uh, Nineteen is Jackson Storm and Sterling. Twenty is Axelrod and Lemons from Cars Two. Twenty-one is Joy in San Francisco from Inside Out. That's where we start putting <laughs> asterisks on these because it's not really applicable. There's not really a bad guy. Uh, Twenty-two, that fear of getting lost in a department store from Finding Dory. Twenty-three, feeling. The Fuzz and the Curse and Gelatinous Cube from Onward. Uh, and then number twenty-four, rounding out the list, is Manhole Covers from Soul. Right. Oh, of course, you <laughs> forget. Yeah. So kind of nice having an actual villain. And sure, they had you know it's the mom, so it can't be like too bad at the end. But we did get the dope fight scene. I thought her character was a little inconsistent to be too high up there, like her yeah. actually fighting the the boy band and all that, and getting mad at all the other kids. I thought it was a little too far. But I mean, yo, she was a fucking kaiju, and it was a dope ass fight. So I'd, I'd put it like higher mid tier. So probably. Around Urkele from Luca. Mm-hmm. I probably yeah, put, I put I, it. I put it. Yeah. I think that I I think her overbearing nature. Um. Also, like in addition to the both the kaiju silly shit. I think just her being super overbearing and thinking that she's in the right and doing the right thing for her daughter, but not really realizing that she's doing the same thing her mom did to her, and she didn't like that either. So, like, I I think that that adds uh quite a bit of points for me as well. So you want to put them above? I agree. I think it below. should be the mom and unresolved generational trauma. <laughs> I was yeah. going to put the mom and hormones. Is that bad? Raging hormones. I don't think, are we ever, I don't know that we're ever fighting the hormones. Isn't that the whole, isn't that the whole metaphor for her not being able to control her like See, that's where it gets like rage messy yeah for as amazing pixar movies are and like we can all agree that the pixar list is probably the most quality filled list of movies that we have like debatably mcu but otherwise like it's pretty consistently good yeah. i think that the ragu bagu list is funny because it's like Bad guys aren't what make these movies special. Like right. even at the top yeah. of the list, it's not like the bad guys are the thing that make those movies great. So right. it's it's just interesting. But like uh, Joe, where would you? Rank um, it? I would probably put it above Urkelé. Uh, just because I didn't really vibe with that as a villain. So what do you want to do, mom, uh, mom, and generational? Can you read me like five through seven one more time, Nick? Five is Ernesto de la Cruz. Six is Evelyn and the Screen Slaver. Seven uh, is, excuse me. Yeah, that was five, six. Seven would be Ercole Visconti. And nine, eight would be Syndrome from The Incredibles. Oh, no. This I don't know. It has syndrome. to be under Syndrome. Yeah, I think Syndrome's better. Okay. 
Give me, okay. give me ten to through twelve. Ten is months and the dogs. Uh, eleven is Darla and the Barracuda, and Marlon and everyone finding Nemo, and then twelve is Woody Sid from Toy Story. I would, I would go below. I think I'd go Woody below. Woody I'd Sid. go below Woody and Sid. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Dang, dang. All Who's right. below Woody and Sid? <laughs> <laughs> Joey, Gabby. I was kind of there with you. I was kind of there with you. Gabby. Gabby. Oh, no. Then I like above Gabby, below Woody and Sid. Okay, I'm so mom that. and your grandma from <laughs> Turning Red. <laughs> mom and your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it went on the list, Kevin. Not you mine, know how yours. It's <laughs> on the list. It's and now it's time to rank the Pixar movies. Kev, if you could bring that up, I'd appreciate it. At number one, we have Coco. Number two, we have Up. Three, Monsters, Inc. Four, Finding Nemo. Five, Incredibles 2. Six, Incredibles. Seven, Wally. Eight, Toy Story 3. Nine, Inside Out. Ten, Toy Story 2. Eleven, Toy Story 4. Twelve, Soul. Thirteen, Toy Story. Fourteen, Luca. Fifteen, Rat Tatooie. Sixteen, Onward. Seventeen, Finding Dory. Eighteen, Monsters University. Nineteen, Cars. Twenty, A Bug's Life. Twenty-one, Cars 3. Twenty-two, Good Dinosaur. Twenty-three, Brave. And twenty-four, Cars too. How is Cars this so low? Yeah, is this a, can't like, believe this Inside Out is so high. It's so good. Remember, Pixar's list is the most divisive of any in review we've mm. ever done, where this list does not reflect any of our individual lists, which means mm. all of us are upset at it. Yeah. Uh, but that's the way <laughs> the cookie crumbles, everybody. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's also like, the, the like what? I'd say 16 and above are all such amazing movies. Where it gets really, really difficult for me. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Even Finding Dory is yeah. good. I mean, there's not really that many. Like, none of these movies I would say are bad, except maybe uh, for Cars, Cars. too. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, a tough not one. Great. That was a tough one. I'll start off. I think it's number 14. Above Luca, but under Toy Story. Oh, man. Chris Soul. Anka's going to be so mad at you. Chris Anka Wait. is, like, the biggest champion for Ratatouille. Chris Anka, I'm sorry, bro. I'm going to put this would... below Ratatouille. You got you got my word on that. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd put yeah. it above Finding Dory, I think. Only because I, I, mean, really, I really liked Onward. Yeah, that's where I, like I would Brad, put it, I too. And I like Ratatouille as well. And I really like this movie, but like Onward hit me so hard. And I know it's personal reasons there. Yeah. But I think I would put it this right underneath Onward. Um, I am with Kevin and Nick. I think Onward's story is just way tighter and mm-hmm. less messy. But it's also um, more emotionally. Sorry. If that's true, but the hits emotionally gets balanced out for me of this one being so much more fun. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think because onward has set, I think all the s- stories for everything and above are like just tighter. So that's why I think yeah. I would put it at 17 personally. Well, I think onward onward sort of designed to pull, to pull those, those traditional Pixar tears out of you. This one, I don't, I think had an emotional and it did hit on that moment, but you're right, Joe. I think the, I think the emotions you were going for are a little bit more fun based in this one. I found, I think yeah. this is a lot more fun, even though onwards a lot more about that, that adventure, but the, the, that was really the strength that was like the brother between the relationship between the, the two brothers and the dad. But I give onward a couple more points because they somehow made me care about a pair of pants. That are just walking around. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah. And I, fucking love that. I, think, I think we're all in the same kind of vibe though. Like this 14 yeah. to 17 Our spread isn't area. That yeah. yeah. I'm gonna 
I'm gonna yeah, but... put this above the abomination that is finding Dory. I'll put this <laughs> okay. at number seventeen. Okay, not the abomination. <laughs> absolute, uh, an absolute crime that this movie even got made. Honestly, now Tim, movie. Tim, before you vote, just re- remember how much fun we've had saying anyone can cook. I thought he voted already. Yeah, that he is true. He might have been yeah. the first one to vote. Yeah, he was. I do like to already. Anyone can cook's good. Uh, so let let's do the voting here. Who thinks it's better than Monsters University? Raise your hand. I I mean I don't, but I I guess. Uh, I know. Yeah. Because because uh, the Finding Dory, the whole thing. Yeah. Is it? It is. Uh, yeah. Who thinks it's better than Finding Dory? Everyone. Who thinks it's better than Onward? The mouse stands alone. The cheese stands alone. I'm alone. I lost. So, yeah, there we go. The new number 17 is turning red. Anyone can cook. Anyone can cook and still can. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because I'd rather rewatch this over a lot of the ones above it. Yeah. But I understand that it's not. It's messy. Yes. I can't believe Wally's so low. That's unbelievable, Kevin. It hurts every time. Unbelievable. Well, everyone, we will be returning to Pixar in review in just a few short months with Kevin. Kevin. I don't know. What do you Lightyear. Who knows? Disney's fucking over Pixar all the time. Yeah, it sucks, man. It better come out in theaters. Where are we going to be watching Lightyear, Kev? In theaters? In theaters, baby. Oh, until they change that, we'll fucking see. But anyways, let us know in the comments below what you thought about turning red. And remember, next week we have Peacemaker. The week after that, we're going to be doing the Marvel uh, one-shots. That's a lot of fun. Can't wait for that. Until next time, love you all.